Welcome to the LIPN Podcast, brought to you by the members of the Long Island Professional Network, where business professionals come to grow. I'm Meryl Loeschner, marketing consultant and podcast producer with Smith Douglas Associates. If your business has contracts with the U.S. Department of Defense, you know that there is a new cybersecurity mandate that your company must follow. To learn more about these CMMC protocols, I reached out through the Long Island Professional Network to Thomas Nose of Datasoft Now. Tom and I discuss what this new certification is, what roadmaps and timelines companies need to follow, and what and how to get the process started to ensure your company is fully certified in order to win your next bid. Thanks for joining us today. I'm here with Tom Nose from Datasoft Now, and we are talking about the new DOD cybersecurity regulations. So if you work with the DOD or you're a subcontractor with someone who works with the DOD, this is something you're really going to need to know about. Thanks for joining us today, Tom. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Companies that work with the DOD get information from the DOD, and that's known as controlled unclassified information. Correct. What are some examples of CUI or controlled unclassified information? So it could be a drawing of a fitting. Actually, it could be a drawing of a very, very small electronic connector. So, you know, your cable connectors, some of them, because they're built for military airplanes for communication, that drawing is actually CUI. So pretty much any information the DOD gives you is going to be considered this unclassified information. Correct. And this is what needs to be protected. Correct. So when you get that that document, we'll call it, whether it's in paper form or in electronic form, it will actually have a label on it starting in President Obama put an act in place where every single document from that day forward had to have the setting. The problem is, is documents that are prior to that don't have it, and it's actually a, a watermark that they put on the document at the very top, because it's very important that the first thing somebody reads when they open this up, that it says COI. What is CMMC? That's the big acronym that everyone's talking about, DOD right. and cybersecurity. The CMMC is a... What does it stand for? Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification. So that's actually the big word, certification. It's no longer compliance. How many levels? You were mentioning levels before. You said CMFC. One, two, three. Right. What's, what, what are the different levels? And do people have to do all five levels or does it depend on the company? Interesting. You said that because it, you actually, if you're a level three, and I'll just jump to that real quick just to answer one little question, you actually have to do a level one and two. But it's part of the same assessment. See what I'm saying? So level one is required if you are handling FCI, federal contract information. Pretty much anybody that does business with the government, they're going to have uh, FCI, federal contract information. It's a contract, right? And it just has information on it that needs to be protected. That level of security is really information protection. It doesn't really include processes and everything behind it. Like we're talking about that system security plan and how detailed that has to be. You should have that in place. You really should, but it's not required. Level two, there really is not going to be 
a level two requirement for selling upon advanced pieces of, of equipment. But it is a step to get to level three. And it's just an increased number of processes. And I think there's five processes in level two that are required. So again, it's one, two, and now level three is uh, controlled unclassified information. If you have controlled unclassified information in your environment, whether it's paper or digital, you are required to become level three certified. And what that means is any piece of equipment that processes, prints, stores, or transfers, everything that is touching that digital or paper has to be level three certified. And then the level four, which has not been defined yet, that is for uh, missile defense and military applications. Uh, and when I say military, I play airplanes and stuff like that. But the, the F-16... Right, that starts uh, getting more and more classified uh, information. Correct. The level five is actually nuclear. So nuclear submarines, nuclear power plants, that's nuclear. Three, they believe, I think the number was close to 70% of companies that need to be certified will be at the level three certification. Is this dramatically different from OSHA and NIST and other government? NIST is mostly compliance. And actually, so the CMMC level three, just it's, this is a very, very good example of that. The CMMC level three has 130 practices in it. 110 actually come from the NIST SB 800-171. So it's a framework of practices and processes that are in the CMMC Level 3 uh, certification. So p if people already are following that NIST program, they've got a good chunk of the CMMC Level 3 Correct. under control. So Department of Defense contracted manufacturers, anybody that is registered with the Department of Defense as of November 30th of last year, 2020, they had to file their NIST 800-171 with the Department of Defense. And if they didn't file it, they were denied access to bid-on contracts. CMMC-AB, that's, what's the difference between that and just CMMC? Well, so, so the CMMC-AB is an accreditation body. It is a non-for-profit entity that is actually managed by the Department of Defense. And again, it's really all about separating decisions. The accreditation body, what they do is they actually put the framework together for the certifications, for the accreditations, for the anything that pertains to getting a certification and that roadmap all the way through that process. <laughs> I'm going to take a step back because it, it is a long roadmap. And that roadmap is to try to get somebody certified. Again, you do the NIST SB-8. 171 that's a compliance when you're ready and you are told that what you're buying needs to have level three certification step one is it consultant you have to come in as an it consultant but you want to bring in an it consultant that is an rp and the reason you want registered practitioner and the reason you want to do that they understand what the department of defense is actually going to require and the word is require it's not I'm going to get there. It's not maybe or I'm close. It's you have to be there. You bring in this RP as an IT consultant, right? He gets you ready because it is a, a year-long process. It's not easy. 
Then when you bring in the RFP, all he does, he no longer can do consultant, but it can be the same company at that point, is gather the evidence and catalog it to make it easy for the guy that's going to do the certification. Now, the guy that's going to do the certification is got to be a separate company, and he can't be the guy that did the consulting. So once that's all together... You bring in the third party person. And what's that acronym? So it's a, it's, it's a C3PAO. And what that is, is a certified third party assessor organization. And they can't also be RPs. So you need they to. They can't be they, the IK consultant and they can't be the RP. They have them on staff, right? And the reason why they have them on staff, because they can actually do. Yeah. So I'm going to get a little confusing here. <laughs> so a CPPO can have RPs on staff and can do I consult IT consulting, but they can't do it. The uh, certification for a company that they did RP and or uh, IT consulting. So for. it has to be a separate company separate doing company. IT and RP, and then I'm keep going to keep calling it C3PO. Yeah. <laughs> C3PAO. <laughs> right. So there is a lot of steps here. Mm-hmm. What's roughly the timeline? If I'm selling parts to a missile manufacturer with the DOT, is this something that takes days, weeks, months, years? What What's the process on this? So it really depends on the company. So if they were security-minded and do have a security policy in place and do have password processes in place that protect against and understand the policy and dictate how that gets changed and document everything, then that's something that could go pretty fast, but it's still probably three, four months just from the consultant IP stamp. Um, I'm sorry, registered practitioner standpoint. The assessor again could take two to three months. So, but as long as everything's in place, this, the assessor part is always going to take two to three months. It's not going to take longer than that. It's the IT consultant, depending on the company. I mean, again, I have a very, very small uh, Department of Defense contractor, and I've been working with her for close to about nine months on this. And the problem is, is that I still have a lot of work to do. She's a small company, so she doesn't have time to work on things. So I'm trying to work on things as much as I can for her. But they actually, again, CMMC is all about processes and the certification is all about processes and they have to be part of that process. So if your company already has a pretty strong cybersecurity process together, Mm -hmm. the certification process shouldn't be too painful. Correct. However, if you are starting from scratch and have no processes in place, this could be... Very, well over a year. Very painful. Uh, is is actually, I, believe it or not, that's actually the right word, uh, because it just it interrupts the day to day business because you need to cha- make changes in their infrastructure or processes the way that they work today has got to change. But then there is a cost associated with that. And uh, what I like to do is get in there, create a plan, and extend it if I can, because. I understand that it's going to cost a lot of money for my services, just as an IT consultant. So this is a relatively new-ish program. You were mentioning President Obama. Mm -hmm. What is the time frame? When do companies absolutely positively need to be certified in order to continue to work with the DOD? Glad you asked that question, because it's actually a good lead into the end result. So... 
the Department of Defense, and there has been some delays, but I believe there were 20 companies that were required to become Level 3 certified this year, by the end of this year. Next year, I believe it's 1,500. The end, and it actually grows exponentially. There's close to 400,000 Department of Defense contractors across the United States that are going to be required, plus the trickle-down effect where it, the IT consultant company, if they have access to the COI. And that will 100% be in place by the end of 2025. 2025. So the DOD will actually call my company and say, you need to be certified by this date. No, it, ha- it has based on the contract of what you're bidding on. And that, that piece of equipment, if what you're selling or buying is requires to have certification, that's when you'll know. So it's actually, when you bid on it, you are told this requires a certain level of certification. You can't be awarded that contract unless you are certified. So if you're not certified right at that moment in time, by the time you are awarded the bid, you have to be certified. If you bid on a, on a parts to sell to the Department of Defense and you were awarded because you had that certification in place, right? You are bound by contract to maintain your certification throughout the length of that contract. And how long does the certification last? The certification lasts for three years, but you still have to maintain it. Maintaining it is the process side of this. Um, it, again, I don't want to go into acronyms because it, it get, there's a lot of pieces of this puzzle in that it's what they call a system security plan. It's a hundred, hundreds of pages long sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that plan actually dictates what you do on a day to day process. Mm-hmm. And actually that is a living document that actually gets updated every time you sit down and you have a tabletop exercise about your backups. That gets documented, added to the uh, um, the system security plan, uh, make changes to your password policy. That gets updated. That gets documented and added to the system security plan. See what I'm talking about? So that's a, right. a living document. So it's not just like, okay, I'm certified, I'm done now. This Oops. is something that you have to be work on and be aware on of on a daily basis. On a daily basis. That's a Daily is the right word. It needs to be part of the, the company culture. If you have... If you read the documentation, that is exactly the words they use. They want cybersecurity part of the company culture. Now, do you foresee in the future audits on this? So the the trick there is enforcement. And, you know, how do you cover that? So here's how you cover it. When you do your certification again, they're going to look at your locks. They're going to look at them. So and pretty much recertification is kind of their own audit. And, and I'm assuming recertification will take a little less time because all the basic foundations should be there? The answer is no. You really have to do the full. You don't have to do the IT consultant side. You need to do the readiness review, and then you need to do the certification. It has to be two separate companies. So this is still every three years? Every You still years. need the RP and the C3PAO? Correct. Okay. Well, I'm a contractor. I have subcontractors. Mm-hmm. Do they also need to be certified? 
Without a doubt. And, and what it'll come down, because in order for them to even handle the product, they still have to be registered and they would actually have to work with the D- Department of Defense or DLA, whatever section it is. They will be notified that they have to be uh, certified if the part that they are actually handling mm-hmm. is requiring certification. But if I run over to Home Depot, pick up a widget and add it to my part, Home Depot or the manufacturer that I picked up from Home Depot does it need to be certified because it's off the shelf? That's correct. I will tell you that, and they gave a pretty good example during the training, and all they did was they took a picture of a helmet for an F-16, and then they grabbed the microphone, and then they took all the little pieces of the microphone. This went to this contractor, this went to this contractor, this went to this contractor. And so every single one of those little pieces actually Everybody has to have that certification, whatever that requires. So the the only part that is actually very important for subcontractors and, and manufacturers to understand is what we talked about before. Anybody that may have access to CUI or FCI have to maintain the same level of certification that you are required to have. And I'm, I'm specifically talking about information technology consultants that manage your system. They will have administrative rights to your system, and they will have access to it. Another piece that is actually very important that a lot of companies aren't realizing is their backup solutions. And they actually have to be encrypted with the FIPS 140 dash two uh, requirement. And it's actually not an easy process. Not a lot of companies have it. The only one that I actually know of, believe it or not, and I'm not saying this is where you should go, but Microsoft does have uh, that in place. Interesting. Now, is this, we're talking cybersecurity, so I'm assuming this is for electronic stuff. What about old boxes of files. Is that still... Oh, it's the requirement for... And that's the problem with manufacturers. They actually... Theirs isn't mostly uh, digital. Theirs is actually printed. And so there is a requirement there. They need to be put in a cage. They need to be... When you need to give the guy on the floor a drawing, he needs to sign for it. It needs to be logged, cataloged. Uh, You know, there's a lot of stringent requirements around it, and it has to be a lock cage with cameras. Okay, so when we're talking cybersecurity, everyone's thinking, oh, it's my computer stuff. It's not just the computer. correct. It's any document. Correct. Correct. And it's the same thing with physical security as well. And and I mentioned before about the visitor's log. Somebody coming through the front door, there's a requirement of locked doors, uh, access to network jacks. Uh, there's a lot of requirements around that, and, and if there are network jacks, you need to have a process in place that if somebody plugs something in, you're getting an alert. Department of Events, the assessor, will do that. So what does your company do? You're IT and you're also RP? I do uh, IT consultant, so I've had close to 30 years' experience on the IT side. I've actually worked on many cybersecurity incidents in what my company does, and I think we do pretty good at it, is consult with companies. As I mentioned, there's a, there's a consultant and there's the RP. 
and then the certification. But the consulting side is probably the most important part in helping companies get to their certification. And the reason is, is to put the proper plan in place that's going to cover everything that's going to be required by the Department of Defense, including all the processes that are, that it needs. So we will come in and do the IT consulting. I work with other IT consultants to help them put the technology in place that is needed. I tell them what they need to have in place. I work with the IT consultant, and they put that in place. Oh, so you you put the plan together. Correct. You take a look saying, okay, what have you got? Have, have you ever done any cybersecurity? Have you have done anything with NIST? You right. put the plan together, and then you build the team to correct. implement the plan. That's correct. That's correct. And I, like I said, I work with IT consultants. I work with a couple of major IT consultant companies down in Manhattan. Uh, so yeah, so it's, it, you start with a plan because if you don't have a plan, step one, step two, and you really need to do an assessment. And I, I'll, let me explain that because it's okay, actually Okay, so an important. assessment is, again, it's the, what are you already doing? What does your staff know? What's? Yes. It's, so it's the NIST SB 800171. Mm-hmm. So that's a list of questions. As you're asking the questions, do you have a password policy in place? No. Okay. We create a plan of actions. That goes into that, right? So you're creating a plan, a list, plan of action, a milestone that actually needs to get reported to the Department of Defense as well. You know, when you're at the compliance level, right? And so even at the CMMC AB level one, there still has to be a plan of action. That's if you're missing stuff. And actually, um, again, the certification is it's a yes or no, you know, but it's a plan to get to where you want to get to. Mm-hmm. If you want to do the level three, level one, you need a plan of actions to get there. Now, do you also... Train people. We were talking corporate culture. Do you also explain to people, yes, you guys have to change your password every three months. No, you can't write it on a post-it note and put it on your monitor. Do you actually train staff as well as to build that corporate culture of cybersecurity? Well, the answer there, so the answer is yes. And what I like to do first is come into a company and I want to explain to them what it's going to require. Okay. And then if they use me to do their IT consultant to get them certified, I'll take that and throw it into it. Because it's all about helping them understand what it really is going to take to get to this level three certification. So you're not only telling them what to do, you're telling them the why behind it. You and have to. Why is it important? How you do this? What needs to be done? You're right. trying to answer all those questions and helping them give that Again, that roadmap. The roadmap. Of, this is what we're doing. This is where we're looking to go. And this is why it's important. This is why everyone from the janitor up needs yeah. to know why this information needs to be protected. Correct, correct. And, and, you know, you talked about, I think you said it before, about uh, somebody not doing the proper, let's say just they didn't change their password and they changed inactive directory. Well, evidently, not evidently, that actually gets logged. And that actually should show up in a log. And when the Department of Defense comes in and do their assessment, right, for the certification, they actually want to see logs. They actually want to see your visitor's log. They want the ongoing processes. They want to see that stuff because they want to know, like you mentioned before, that it's built into the culture of the company. Interesting. So if I'm a DOD company, I'm 
not very big. I just need to get this process started before they start coming and asking for me. What's the first question I ask you? What is this going to take? That's going to be their first question. And my response is I would start really just doing sort of like a pre-assessment. And again, it all depends how they are today. Mm-hmm. So if you have to start from scratch, it's going to take a long time and a lot of money. Exactly. If there are processes already in place, it's right. going to take less time and less money. Right. Yeah. And now that they, they have to do it, and it's the, yes, it's going to cost us, but it will cost you more if you don't. If you don't. That's correct. What would be worse if they were hacked or some information was taken because of something that they didn't do? These companies who don't really understand what they need to do and get in place mm-hmm. and are struggling with trying to make decisions of how to do that. And so that's one of the things my company does is go out and help clients understand what it's going to take and what actually, if they even need to be certified. So if I'm a DOD person and I want to contact you and start the process, how do I reach you? So my cell number is 646-206-7857. My email address is T-N-O-H-S at DataSoftNow, spelled out, DataSoftNow, all one word. Thank you so much for your time. Have a fantastic week. You too, Merle. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the LIPN Podcast, brought to you by the Long Island Professional Network and produced by Smith Douglas Associates. To learn more about the LIPN, visit our website at lipn.org or join our meetup under Long Island Professional Network.